What's up, guys? Welcome to Pizza and Chill with Lisa and Camille. Today we have Charlemagne the God. That rhymed. That's how yes. you know it's about to be a good show when you yes. start off rhyming Pizza and Chill with Lisa and Camille. It was meant to be. Ooh. And I, you know what I told her when I went on your podcast, Brilliant Idiots? Yep. After that, we were just chit-chatting, and you're like, you need a podcast, Lisa. And I was like, nah, I don't know. And now we have a podcast together, what, and you're What made y'all finally do it? Well, okay, since I met Lisa, I mean, of course she's beautiful, so it's like a given Stop. that she's a model, but I couldn't believe that she didn't have like a talk show or something. Or you like couldn't believe some... she was smart, because she's pretty? Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill set, I'm telling you. I meet so many beautiful girls, and there's just like no personality there. So when you have- Oh, thank you, Camille, you're so both sweet. Of, I've told you that before. Yeah, no, I, I know, truly believe it. About I think because some people are just so superficial, all they can think about is themselves. Yeah. So when all you can think about is your, yourself, that's what you're you know, engulfed by. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't so when you're not about thinking about else. yourself, then you're thinking about everything else, and then you can actually have Smart, civilized conversation. Right, right, right. Well, then their ego is running their content, so it's like they're so worried about what, you know, what they look like instead of just putting themselves out there. Yes. Yeah. You, you, that's so funny you say that, because I said this morning that ego, vanity, and validation mm -hmm. is going to be the death of this era. Agreed. Do you think that's because of Instagram? It's absolutely because of social media. Like, I was reading this story this morning about this kid in London. His name is Chris something, and he... um. He, uh, he he's getting plastic surgery because he wants to look like how he looks on on Instagram. Snapchat. Oh, oh yes. god! <laughs> oh yes. god! And there was a doctor who was saying that kids coming there all the time with their pictures, you know, from Snapchat, from Instagram, that are all filtered out. Everybody wants Facetune, to look like a Snapchat filter. And they're like, "Yeah, I want to look like this." It's so sad. It's t it's beyond sad. Social media is creating a, a generation of socially awkward people. Like they don't know yeah. how to have conversations. They don't know how to look nobody in the eyes and just talk. Like mm -hmm. all they know how to do is this and wait for the, the reply. Yeah, like when we were kids. I mean, you go and hang out with your friends. That's the yes. only social interaction you <clears throat> have. The worst thing is, is when someone's so chummy with you on Instagram comments. Oh my God, Slay, you look amazing. Love it, whatever. And they're DMing you, and you see them in person. They're like, hi. Yes. I'm like, well, hold up. I thought we were cool. Like, I thought we were friends. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's weird. That's why I tell, you know, kids now, like, yo, they be like, yo, what's the, what's the cheat code? What's the secret? You know, the, the, the success. I'm like, just look up. Yeah, at really. This, at this moment, just look up. Yeah. Everybody's looking down at their phones. Just look up. Yeah, we'll relationships are everything. And if you don't have relationships with people, then you can't, like, you can't be successful without, like, genuine relationships, I think. Uh, and then 100%. Without, like, with Instagram makes everything so, like, superficial. It's hard for you to get, a, like, you know, to get put on, basically. Yeah, and you'll never have confidence. Like, when you talk about you meet people yeah. and they don't have anything to say, it's because they don't have no self-confidence. And it's like, how do you teach a generation of kids self-confidence when mm -hmm. all of their worth and their value comes from the opinions of other people? Like, yeah. they don't feel validated right. unless somebody is telling them, oh, you look good, oh, yeah. you look nice, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't get a thousand likes on this pic, right, but right. you only need one like in life and that's the like you have of yourself. Do you yeah. genuinely like yourself? If you like yourself, everything else falls into place. Yeah, that's true. Do you allow your daughters to have Instagram? Hell no. Okay, that's good. My daughter, my oldest daughter's 10, my, my second daughter is three, my other daughter's seven months. Oh. And my 10 year old has a smartphone, but like I only give it to her when she is out somewhere. Like if she's at cheerleading competition right, or right. something oh, like cute. that. Yeah, yeah. But no social media, none of that mm -mm. stuff because I tell her the same thing. The advantage you will have over all of the your peers mm -hmm. is they're too busy looking down. You're you'll be looking up. I told her that when we was at our cheerleading competition like last year. I said, "Yo, just look around at all your friends. Look how stupid they look <laughs> in a phones, circle, yeah. and everybody's just on their phone." And That's later true. on that day, she was like, "Yeah, you were right." I said, well, "About what?" She was like, "They did look stupid." I'm like, "Who?" Because I forgot what I told her. Yeah. And then she was like, <laughs> "She was like, they was all looking down at their phones. Nobody yeah. was talking to each other." And I'm like, "Yeah." So she saw that. So she's not even. 
She doesn't even have the desire to be on it like that. That's She's amazing. not a teenager yet, though. Just but, wait. But I think that if we don't, if we instill the habit of her not being on it early, yeah. then she won't have a desire to. Yeah, and then she won't feel like she has to do what every other Instagram model is doing. I know that's Absolutely. funny coming from me because I'm like a model that has an Instagram, but like I don't, I wouldn't want my 10-year-old to look at my Instagram. Cause she's going to think that she needs to post like makeup selfies and stuff, which is not a, what you want your daughter doing. Yeah. And imagine y- y'all had to go through Instagram. I mean, be on Instagram going through puberty. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Like, that's an awkward phase regardless. I used yeah. to wear glasses and fanny packs. Like, you know, like I saw your picture, your pictures, yeah, in sixth the glasses. Grade. Yeah. Like, but, but, but things happen. Like you get online going through puberty and people clown you and then mm-hmm. you never recover from that. And you wonder why these kids are killing themselves at such a young age. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's Jesus. so true. Cause I still, re- I didn't have Instagram in the sixth grade and I still remember like being bullied and stuff. And I, and it's so like, doesn't affect me, but like things that were like said to me at that age, like I'm, I can be like, Oh, okay. I see where that insecurity comes from. Like when someone told me like I was annoying and I talk too much now, sometimes in situations I just try not to speak or I try, I purposely try not to be annoying. If you ask her, even if I'm like tidying up here, I'm like, is it annoying you that I'm tidying up? And she's like, no, why? I'm like, oh, cause that comes from being told I was annoying when I was younger. So I imagine if I had Instagram and somebody was telling me like, oh, you have a unibrow and your teeth are big, then it would be worse. Like my adult self would have like more issues. Wherever y'all post this podcast, it's going to be a bunch of comments saying, Lisa, you're annoying and you talk too much. You know that? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's what trolls do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh God. You, I feel like you have it the worst with the trolls. Oh, a hundred percent. But I don't, it, it, it I'm not lying. It did bother me for a mm-hmm. second because mm-hmm. after a while, at first it doesn't bother you. Yeah. But then when it's, like anything else, consistent. if it's every day yeah. and constant and mm-hmm. consistent, eventually yeah. you will start believing some of this nonsense. Do you delete comments? No, nah, I don't delete. No, no he comments. responds to comments. I don't know if you see that. Sometimes yes. you do. You're like, you don't even read that shit. Shut up. Like you don't even read my. You don't even listen to what I said, or you don't even fully. Because you can tell. Yeah. By their, you can tell by their comment if they actually, you know, engaged in what it was you were saying. Let me try to pineapple okay. onions. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. Let me take a look. There you go. Plus, pineapple is good for you. Well, yeah, that's what you're. Yes. I don't even say it. I'm not. I knew what you <laughs> See? Oh, my God. Is it good? Hell yeah. It has truffle oil on it, too. What is this? That one has truffle oil? Yeah. My God. One. Oh, my God. You yeah. know, I didn't eat pizza for mad long because they used to call me and they used to say I look like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Shut mm-hmm. up. They used to say. Yeah, so I didn't want to buy into the stereotype of looking I like a Ninja Turtle. I think I saw that once. I'm serious. Every time I see a meme with you in it. Mm. I like want to. I'm like he's already seen it. I just want to like forward it to you on Instagram, but I don't. And they're like kind of mean. The, the trolls really I, get. I like good jokes. You know what I'm <laughs> You gotta be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> My God. Is it that good? I need to try that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just vegan. Maybe because I don't eat, <clears throat> eat pizza too often. This is banging. Mmm. I didn't read your book, but I've like watched a million interviews about it. Mm-hmm. Um, does the Instagram contribute to like your anxiety? Like the comments, does it make it worse? Social media uh, mm-hmm. in general, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Only because we live in this era where nobody cares about the truth and the lies won't entertain them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when something starts on social media, like there's no stopping it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. And then, you know, you, you know, you find yourself responding to people mm-hmm. because you're like, that's not even accurate. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or like you didn't even read or watch what it is that you're right. complaining about. But then after a while, it's almost like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, there's like, no way to like remedy or do damage control can't. because of social media. You can't. You can't put out all them fires. So after a while, it's just like you really got to be on a, on a, on some fuck it type shit. Like I, I I've always felt like I had a fuck it type attitude until yeah, I did. actually 
did start caring. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, why, am, why do I care so much? And that's when, I, that's when I really felt like I was losing control because I'm like, why do I care mm-hmm. about the opinions of these other people They're so trolls. much? They're trolls. They have like no profile photo. They're None. like, could be anybody. Could be your aunt. Could be like a stranger. Like you don't, not really your aunt, but you know what I mean. It, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. And, yeah. and, like, and, I, and I said to myself, I said, yo, I mean, I'm 40 now, but at the time when you're in, when you're in your 30s, like, yo, imagine how these kids feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm a grown ass man, with a whole family, a great life, and this is bothering me in some way. Imagine how mm-hmm. these kids feel. I saw that last week with Aisha Curry. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she, that got taken so out of context. What are your thoughts on it? I felt, I felt, I felt bad for her because it wasn't even so much what she said about you know wanting attention from other guys. It was more so that this young woman mm-hmm. who has a great family, who has a great husband, mm-hmm. a man who actually loves her still wants the validation from other people. And it was just another reflection right. of the era that we live in mm-hmm. where everybody is always seeking constant validation from people that don't even give a damn about them. Yeah, and it truly does not matter like it, what they think. It don't matter at all. It's, it's like, it's like if, 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 if she woke up every day with Steph and Steph is telling her, yo, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. I love you. Mm-hmm. I care about you. Yeah. If a bunch of dudes was calling her ugly, the first thing she would say is, well, my husband thinks I'm beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's just all. All that should matter is what he believes at the end of the day. Right. Because you know I mean? at the end of the day, what these other dudes are doing or not doing doesn't like affect your kids, take money out of your pocket, or affect your marriage. So like, I see what you mean. But at yeah, all. you're right. But it's also not her fault that she wants to be validated because of just like the, the era that we're in. That's it. And, and that's, who her husband is. And that's what. Like, even when she said like, "Yo, all these women are throwing themselves at Steph. They're not throwing themselves at Steph because Steph is some." You know, super Sexy, good looking yeah. guy. They're throwing him at because he's Steph Curry, because he's yeah. a, a, a three time world champion in the NBA, yeah. a superstar. Like, they're, they're group being out over Steph. Like, they're not, it's not a desire thing. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's yeah. just, it's, that's just the era we live in where mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of people who trip out over celebrities. If yeah. Aisha Curry was a huge celebrity, they'd be tripping out over her too. So it's just like, yo, really, you're not missing anything right, right. at all. But it just, it just made me, Sad because I'm like, man, yo, we really have to get out of this era or this desire to constantly seek validation from people that do not matter. Because if you give those people the power to build you up, they got the same power to break you. Yeah, yeah, that's you so know, true. I'm not giving nobody that power. Right. So, wh- how do you think? What's the remedy then for this generation? Is there one? Is it getting worse because there's like more and more platforms popping up, or are we just like doomed? Is this? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I because I, I, I don't know how you instill, you know, confidence. In a, in a person like I, I feel like your first last and best love should be self-love right mm-hmm. but how do you tell somebody to love their self when you know you have they, they put all the power of how they feel about themselves in the hands of other people right you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like it's, they, they they won't allow themselves to love themselves if somebody else mm-hmm. isn't telling them With you're the worthy of that cup. love mm-hmm. you know like so it's weird. I really don't know how do you how do you instill confidence in these kids because they're born in born in the generation of needing constant validation and approval from other people. Right. Yeah. And the like the Instagram is now testing out like removing likes. Yeah. And I wonder if that will help. I think it'll help because sometimes that even bothers me. I'll post like an ad and I'm like, oh, this shit was trash. Like it only got like- <laughs> <laughs> that caption wasn't fire. Nobody yeah. cares. I'm like, it didn't get like a, enough interaction for the brand to be happy about it. You know. Well, like, I it think affects me people and I'm a like woman. Jamila Jamil. Are are coming forward now and I mean she's someone to look up to she's kind of like Mm -hmm. very outspoken about all of these subjects like with the fit tea stuff and everything I do this show called Emerging Hollywood on the Hollywood Reporter and I interviewed her now she she is she is really dope 
You know, um, just the fact that she's speaking out against it. Yeah. You know, and the fact that she's pretty. Yeah, the, she's beautiful, and her accent makes her like brings her up like notches too. Which and is a just great like, actress, great. Just everything. I'm like, wow, you're yeah. a real person. People take it serious when it comes from somebody like her. Because mm -hmm. if she was a cosmetically challenged individual, they'd be like, you're hating. They'd be like, you're hating. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But when it comes from a beautiful woman, yeah. And she's saying like, yo, y'all are wilding with the flat tummy tees, and y'all are, you know, giving out these unattainable, mm -hmm. you know, pictures of per perfection that people are trying to reach. Yeah. Like when you hear from her you have to think about it a little bit more. So yeah. she, no, you're right. Yeah. She is doing a great job. I'm guilty of promoting those teas like years ago. And it's good. If I had someone like her to listen to words like this is wrong, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I'm like, I tried those, by the way, after seeing ads on Instagram. I'm like, let me just try this. Broke out in hives everywhere. Oh, really? Christ. Yeah. That didn't happen to me. I did drink them. I, yeah. It wasn't. It didn't like do anything crazy to me, but I am guilty of like that, which is like embarrassing. Did it work for you? I mean, it just like it like makes you not bloated, but it it's doesn't like make you look like Kim tea. Kardashian. It doesn't. You go to a grocery store and you buy herbal tea, and it's like the it same doesn't exact make thing. you have a six pack or make you into like a supermodel. It oh, just, we know that. I mean, if if, if 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 there was actually a remedy that did that, I would have been drinking it. <laughs> I'm serious. If I could just drink a tea and get a a six pack, who wouldn't do that? Right, right. But the, you know, her point is, I think that like they're saying, oh, I look like this in this like bikini or in this sports bra and shorts because I've been drinking this tea, yes. which is so not true. It's bullshit. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the other thing, too, though. It's like, yo, you'll never truly be happy because there are these unattainable pictures of perfection out there. It's like yeah. you're really like the dog chasing his tail. Like, you'll never catch it. Like, you'll yeah. never truly no. be happy. Like, yeah. it will never happen because all these people's lives are filtered. Like, y'all know Pastor Stephen Furtick? Mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick, you know, he said to me one day, he said, you know, this Instagram is everybody's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so and true. And he was like, yo, everybody else is living their real life, but you're comparing your real life that everybody's highlight. Yeah, real. we were just talking about that. We're like, all oh, these people are like, look like they're in such happy marriages and relationships sometimes. And then oh, you yeah. meet them and they fight like hell. And I'm like, what just Or happened? maybe they overpost to overcompensate, whereas it's like the people that keep their love life a little more private actually have found like the happiness. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, somebody was saying to me the other day, they were talking about, um, how these kids are always saying they're bored, they're bored, they're bored. <laughs> and they don't understand why these kids are so bored because they got all of these different outlets and platforms to be on. And you got the world in the mm -hmm. palm of your hand. The reason they're bored is because they're really not doing anything. You're yeah. sitting down. I could be <laughs> on my phone for four hours and be like, oh my God, it's 7 p.m.? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. You're, liter you're literally not doing anything. You're just wasting time. So you, you, it's no sense of fulfillment. Right. You know, don't, when you're not bored, it's when you're doing something that you feel is actually fulfilling you. Right. Like nothing they're doing is fulfilling them. That's why they're always constantly bored. No, you know what they say? Boring people get bored. That is true. I told my daughter that. My daughter be like, I'm bored. I'm like, that's you because be you're boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Change your personality. Oh yeah, I'm like, yo, go read a book or something. Like, yeah. you, know, you go write. Like, because, you know, she's in the writing. Draw. She's in the reading. Yeah, like, go go find something to do. Like, And also, kids like to say they're bored when they're not doing exactly what, what they want yeah, to be doing Yeah, they want to be in the, the trampoline moment. park. Yeah. But, that, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. We're not doing that today. So find yeah. something else to do. Um, why don't you post your wife? I know that obvious for obvious reasons, but we're just on the topic. What are your specific reasons where you're like, I just don't, people come at you all the time. Is it because you're protecting her and you don't want people to like recognize her and be, come for her and stuff? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, well, early on, it was more just like safety reasons. I'm like, yo, people trying to jump, trying to jump me in the street, uh -huh. you know, what's the, the next best thing? Jump the person that you know is oh closest to her or mm -hmm. do something to her. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way my mind thinks coming from 
a certain environment coming from the hood. Like, I just think that I way. think like that at all, too. And plus, your anxiety probably contributes to, like... Absolutely. Oh, my God, they're going to find her. Like, but also, she's not that type of person. Mm. You know, that's not her thing. And, like, I don't ever want to bring my people into my world. Like, this mm -hmm. is what I do. Like, I'm at home, I'm Lenard McKelvey. I mean, every day I'm Lenard McKelvey, but right. this is Charlemagne's world. So it's, right. and, al and also, like, anything that you really care about, I don't think you should put on social media. Yeah. Like, if you really care about something, because mm -hmm. you know what people are going to say. You know people mm -hmm. going to shit on you. Yeah. You know people going to talk shit about her, uh -huh. but they're only doing that to get at you. Right. So why do that and then get upset? Like, I think it's the weirdest thing in the world when people post their kids online. Mm -hmm. Oh, my uh, God. Post their moms mm -hmm. online. Or their pregnant bellies. Or their pregnant that, belly. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. But yeah. then people talk bad about it and then they get mad. Well, you put it out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, you put it out there for public consumption. I don't want my family to be consumed by the public. I mm -hmm. think that's pretty cool that she's not like nagging you to post her. I mean, she's oh, not like never. one of those people. She does. She truly does not care, right? Yeah. She's just like. I mean, yeah. she like I, loves I mean, you. You guys are in a mature long. You've been together for over twenty years, right? Yeah, and, and so she doesn't care. And she got. And the funny <laughs> thing is, she got it. She has an Instagram. She don't post you. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't go on it. And, and it's weird because like, like I'll, I'll post like a picture of one of my homegirls to be her birthday, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you don't never post your wife. And yeah. your, your wife must be, how does your wife be so cool with all these girls? I'm like, because those are her friends too. Oh, right. It's a mutual friend. You're not posting pictures of women that she has no idea who they <laughs> Absolutely. are. Absolutely. And if, yeah. you, if, you, if you saw my wife, then you, you notice you might see her all the time on those other pages. Right, but you don't know it's your wife. You just don't know it's my wife. So it's like, uh -huh. she, it's like my homegirls, when they're together, they take pics, mm -hmm. you know, and they yeah. post to do whatever they do. But if you know her, you know. If you don't, you don't. And I'm not, I'm like, I'm not... That's just something I'm not ever going to broadcast. Yeah, like, right, know? right. Just because I, safety I, reasons. Yeah, not, not only just safety reasons, I just feel like things that you care about, I'm not mm -hmm. giving anybody the opportunity right. to shit on that and piss me off. Yeah, because like, like, yeah, people are always going to come for your wife. Always. If to get to you. Yeah. Just, for, just for no reason. Like, I remember the shade room. I don't know if it was the shade room or not, but we was walking out of SNL one day, and somebody caught a picture of us. Uh -huh. And so shade room posted it. You're and like, it's oh, like, fuck. you know, it was mad comments saying how she's so pretty, she's so pretty, she's so pretty. But then it'd be like one comment, she got some big ass hands. Oh, no. <laughs> Stupid. And then you so get tired. Random. You're like, my baby don't have big hands. I'm saying about my girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm not even, I'm not even putting myself in that position. I know what makes me right. upset. Yeah, no, of you know? course, that would make me upset. And you're definitely never posting your daughters then. Never. Yeah, that's out of the nah, question. I mean, when she gets old enough and she got her own Instagram mm -hmm. and she can handle it and that's what she wants to do at 18, 19, mm -hmm. whatever. Damn, she's got to wait till she's 18 yes. to have Instagram. <laughs> no, we really should treat Instagram like cigarettes. Oh, okay. You shouldn't be able to, you, you can't buy cigarettes till you're 18 and it's the same thing with social media. I was reading this book, it's this great book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport mm -hmm. and he starts the book off talking about uh, um, uh, a whistleblower from the tobacco industry okay. and how the whistleblower was talking about uh, how addictive cigarettes are, and how how these companies market, you know, mm -hmm. cigarettes. Even though they know that they know that they're addictive, and they were saying how the tobacco companies want your lungs. And then, like oh. he fast forwarded to like 20 plus years, 20, 30 years, and he was look, uh, uh, talking about a Silicon Valley whistleblower. And he said the Silicon Valley whistleblower and the tobacco whistleblower sounded exactly the same mm -hmm. when they were describing how to market the the product of mm -hmm. social media as well as the product of tobacco and he said that the social media people want your mind and your soul yeah. tobacco people wanted your lungs yeah so it's just like if we know something 
is that addictive and mm -hmm. we know something is that detrimental, then why are we just allowing kids to have it so early? That's such a good point. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Because I know like 10 and 9 year olds have Instagram and like. It's not worth it. Basically, Kylie, her stepdaughter yeah. has Instagram. It's so d disheartening. Like I follow all of her friends because they're always over at the house. Follow like twelve year olds and they're posting. Oh my god! Like bikini so pictures. Bikini pictures. They're posting bikini no. pictures. No, yeah. but they're like sexualized. They're like mm. the mm -hmm. second. No, yeah. they, they turned thirteen and now they're doing starting to do like the booty and like they have boobs and bathing suits. And I read that like the the Bill Gates of the world and the Warren Buffets mm -hmm. they don't let their kids get on. Social smart. Media. I feel like we have yeah. only so much mental energy and imagine you just exhaust that looking at like selfies and like memes like you don't have to, you can't have no desire to read. Well, people like Warren Buffett, anything. their kids, you know, they have to watch out because anyone can see their stuff and put it against Warren Buffett. Like, no, very true. Very true. And, and I have uh, these phone cases I bought for my wife and my oldest daughter and the phone cases say social media is bad for your mental health. Mm. And I really, truly feel that way. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like it's giving a bunch of kids anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's giving a bunch of kids PTSD, especially if you, you know, end up getting attacked on social media. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. Know, like, it's making kids depressed. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's giving kids body dysmorphia issues. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just doing all type of things that are, like, bringing your, your, your energy down and ruining your mental health. So I think that we got to really, really be, you know, cautious with that when giving it to these kids. Because it's already tough enough. Think about when we were young and that age and just growing into mm -hmm. ourselves. We didn't have to do it under the scrutiny of the whole world. Like right. We just had to deal with people in our house, school, school mm -hmm. you know, people in your neighborhood. That's it. Yeah. These kids really have to do this in front of the whole world. Imagine, think about these little kids who end up being memes. That's bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or these stupid challenges, like the cheese challenge, like throw uh, cheese at your baby's face. That got me tight. Oh I'm my like, God. Uh, if anyone throws cheese at my nephew's face, like it's really not going to be a good thing. Because... It's, it's, it's degrading the baby. It's very degrading to the baby. We have not r truly seen the effects of social media on our generation. We'll see it. We'll see it in like the next five to ten years. Yeah. Because I always say, like, people talk about you know generations, and they be like, oh, a generation is a lifetime. Like, no, a generation to me is like five, ten years. Well, it's also cell phones too. Like, I got my cell phone when I was fourteen. We don't know the long term effects of it. No one had Ooh, cell phones. Like the that. like the uh, radiation on yeah, your brain and stuff like that. Sure. Ooh, you're right. Or sleeping next to it. I wonder if that, that affects mental health too. Like constantly being on your phone with the radiation. Um, because not everybody probably. has these. There was a while where mm. I was putting mine on airplane mode while I slept, just so I don't have like the the Wi-Fi going next to, to your me. brain. <laughs> yeah, to my brain. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere. I just I just keep my phone away from. The my bed. bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I got my alarm on my phone for me for, for when I wake up in the morning. And all the phones are like blowing up these days and shit, like literally blowing up, starting fires. Remember the the galaxies yeah. were doing yeah. that? They weren't allowed on Someone flights. Someone had it under their pillow and it blew up under. It got so hot, it, it blew, blew up, up under their pillow. Yeah, that's terrible. I never thought about that. The radiation on your brain. I mean, I've thought about it when you sleep, but I'm just talking about when you're just on the phone all the time. That's yeah. Well, I don't you. I don't ever put the phone up to my ear because I've read so many articles about how it's bad. And then like being in the car, you're not supposed to put. It in your, I mean, you've already had kids, so you don't really need to worry about that. But like women, fertility, like having your phone around near your yeah. thing. Really? Yeah, when you're in the car because you're trapped with it, so you always want your phone like. And like far, the cup holder. Something. Yeah, and the cup holder away wow. from you, not like on. Yeah, and they say for men, don't put the laptop on your. But where are you gonna put it? Don't put it directly like on your lap. Close He's to set your... with kids though. He yeah, you're good. You that. can put the laptop on your lap. Unless you're gonna have more. Are you gonna have more kids? No, nah, I think we done. I got three girls. Yeah. <laughs> I was a hoe in a past life. So when you're a hoe in a past life, you, you, the karma comes back for you. It's all karma. <laughs> oh my god. You know, it's all karma. So I got, I got three girls. So I think I'm pretty much 
done. done. When did your whole life end? I, I re- one of your interviews, you said it was pretty re- What caused that to come to an end? Because I know you were with your wife and you were like yeah. messing around and shit. But what caused you to be like, this is it, I'm done? Um, it just, it, I, I realized I was doing it all for ego. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time when guys are just out here sleeping with a bunch of different women, it's all for ego. Like, it's just, it's just like you're feeling... You're filling a void, or you're trying yeah, to fill inadequate. a cup that has a hole in the bottom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I guess the same type of validation you seek from social media. You know, you sleep with a bunch of different women, it makes you feel like the man. You're the man. So you it was know? like instant gratification, like after you would be done. Yeah, but I would always feel so guilty and so bad after, after the, fact. the guilt for me would not be worth. Nah, it's no, not. Because I'm not a good liar. I'm not, number one, I'm not a good liar and I don't like lying to people. Yeah. You know? So it's just like. And that required you to lie to your wife because, I mean, yes. you couldn't tell the truth. Like, yeah, I was just sleeping with uh, whatever. Yes. And then, you know, for me, my anxiety would all, would give me a guilty conscience. So then you start thinking. They're going to tell her, they're going to DM her, they're going to come to the house and tell her or something. Or, or she, what is she doing? Now you start <gasps> looking at her weird and then you like, mm-hmm. that's, that's your anxiety playing tricks on you. You know, mm-hmm. you out here doing dirt. So mm-hmm. now you're trying and to focus And she's pretty innocent for the most part. I mean, yeah, we've been together 21 years. So of course, she's messed with other guys before. You know what I'm saying? She went yeah. to college. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Every girl goes through their whole phase in college. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. But it's like, to me, it's, if you love somebody, and I'm not saying that that's something that should continue forever, but if you love somebody, if they cheat on you, that's not a deal breaker. Well, it, well if it was like, if you continue to behave the way that you were behaving, then it would have been a deal yes, breaker. Yes, absolutely. 100%. But not like a one-time, one-off thing. Yes, like we're too, we're both too old at this point in our lives to still be out here wilding like that. You know what I mean? No, and then you want you want to go home after, I'm sure. You're like, yeah. oh shit, I need to go home. What yes. are you doing here? Can you get, you need- Sounds like too much work for me. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Work. Like, it's too much work to lie and creep around and like, it was a, it was a series of different things. Like, I remember being in LA one time mm-hmm. and you know, um, I was laying in the bed with this young lady and it was early in the morning. And, you know, in L.A. when it's, you know, four in the morning there, it's seven, seven over here. Yeah. So, like, my daughter was getting up for school. Like, my wife was FaceTiming me. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's my wife. And the, the, the young lady I was with was like, I, I hide under the covers. Right? So, so You're like, it would have no morals. Ew. I have no morals, but you have no morals. Exactly, like, exactly saying, how I felt. You're like, we both have no morals. We're trash. We're trash. Yes. Get yeah. out of my bed. Yeah. We're both trash, but my God, who have I become? And yeah. it was so funny because it's like when, when, I, when I did get off the phone with her, you know, the young lady was like, I'm a good side chick, aren't I? And I was You're just like, like, you're not my side chick, girl, please. This is a one-time thing. Well, it wasn't a one-time thing. Oh, no. That was your girlfriend then? Not my girlfriend, but I was doing a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you're doing I was doing enough to make me be like, I am wilding. It scares me if someone's okay with being a side chick. They have something like up there wrong with them. That's, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the era we live in too, though. Like, Mm. society's kind of put that out there as well. Like, it's cool. Yeah, like, especially if you're dating a guy that got like money. Like, being a side chick has a lot of benefits, especially if you're young. <laughs> I don't agree with you. No, I'm with you. Listen, I, I, don't, I, listen, I, I, I don't. I don't agree with. Uh, if if I'm if I'm with a man, they're obsessed with me, me only. That's it. No, like I agree. I, I don't take that lightly. Most of the side chicks be young anyway, though, so they don't know no better. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they need be, to they, learn. They need to get. How long? Ass- how young was your side chick? Like 21? No, I'm playing. Nah, she was <laughs> That's 20, too young. 18. Four, maybe. Mm. That doesn't sound too young to me. That's like. But I mean, listen, I was I was wild though, because I was doing like, I was like super like Chris Rock told me one time he said every superhero. Oh, did somebody name drop? I did. Let me pick that. <laughs> Chris Rock said to me one time, every superhero is gonna test out their superpowers. Mm-hmm. And that's truly what I was doing, because like you know when you 
are growing and evolving and like, you know, people know you now, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you got some women that you grew up watching, whether it was television or you saw them in magazines oh, and it. now you got like the opportunity to actually, yeah. It's like the Bryson Tiller lyric where he says that, he says um, he's brushing shoulders with like women that he used to watch basically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you're going to, it's hard to resist that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to, to not do that. And then, you know, once again, I'm not blaming it on nobody, but you have other male influences who say things to you like, yo, you got to have something to tell your grandkids. And these are, these are coming from, you know. It's not T.D. Jakes telling you that. I know that. No. <laughs> it's, it's rappers, like guys that people know. They like, mm-hmm. you like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Like, so it's like when you hear that, you feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing until mm-hmm. you realize, like, every time you do it, you just feel emptier and emptier mm-hmm. and emptier. And then, like, for me, my father and my mother got a divorce because of my father's infidelity. Okay. And I saw how that ruined, you know, my household mm-hmm. growing up. And I was like, I don't want to do that to my wife and my family. Yeah. You know, like, it's that's just, just that now? simple. It's easy. Now it's easy. Like, anybody can, Rihanna can be like Charlemagne. Easy. What, what, what makes it easy now? You're just, like, not, you just love um, your wife. I think because I've just been doing the work. Number one, I really love my wife. And number mm-hmm. two, I've just been doing the work on myself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been... Been going to therapy for the past couple of years. You know, I've been I've been doing things to actually make me whole, as mm-hmm. opposed to doing things that I thought were going to make me whole. Because none of that makes me whole. I was going to ask what other things you do for your anxiety, since you're so open about your anxiety. Like I know you probably go to therapy. Therapy was um, the biggest thing for me. Meditation. Meditation. So yeah. transcendental meditation, maybe. No, I just I, I don't even I just I don't even know what that is. Oh. What is that? Well, you can get someone to like, like the Bob Ross Foundation. There's like so many things you can do. They teach you how to, it's basically, I, I went to one thing, so I don't know much, so I can't speak on it that well, but I know a lot of people that do it. Um, It just kind of levels you out a little bit. Yeah. I just do the breathing exercises when Mm. I meditate. I think you'd be really good at yoga. My wife does yoga. I've tried yoga. I I don't dislike yoga. I would, I like yoga. If I, if I had more time to do yeah. it on a regular yeah, basis, true. I would definitely do it. You know what else I like? CBD oil. CBD oil. Oh, yeah, oh sure my God. So you don't do any of like the Xanaxes or like any of the nah. pills, the anxiety pills? Uh-uh. I've never been on no medication. I tried the, the marijuana thing, the yeah. weed, but that like uh, sativa thing. just makes my anxiety go through the roof. I think those more. are just cover-ups. Like you, you heal it for a second and then it just gets worse. Oh. You're not curing anything. You're, yeah, because the therapy does that. And then like the medication is supposed to like assist you while you're like dealing with your issues like yes. you know what I mean you're not supposed to just stay on Xanax forever you're supposed to go no. to therapy and then take Xanax when you can't handle shit and then heal and then not need it that's my, what I think that, yeah and, and, and sativa makes my anxiety go through the roof and indigo makes me too into my feelings so I'm just <laughs> sitting there stuck and I'm just like overthinking everything yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like like it's weird so it's just like for me I, I don't do no weed at all but the CBD oil the gummies and the the, the, the stuff you put under your tongue and the, the gums are great. Oh my god! Like yeah. And then also, man, like living a uh, living a righteous life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like if if, if you're not like when I was cheating on my wife, I used to have such anxiety. There's so my much to think about. Killing me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know you you thinking about what if I get this young lady pregnant? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if this young lady blows? My spot up. What if my Post wife finds out? Like, anything like, uh, like no. Like I've been in rooms with women, and you know, how, you know how you be in a hotel room and your name be on the TV because it's your room. So, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember I caught this one young lady taking a picture of the TV. I'm like, <gasps> oh, God. 
Did you say get out? Get nah, out. I'm no. just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? And it's just like, I can't take that. Like, my heart, my yeah. heart can't take that. I think having a balanced life helps with anxiety. Oh, like I'm the making sure you're balanced in all arenas. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I love balance. I, I believe in uh, righteousness and ratchetness. Righteousness and ratchetness. Yeah, you're a really complex person. I feel like there are moments when you're like super spiritual and you can offer spiritual advice, and then other times you're just like really crazy with something you say, and I just can't believe you said it. And the next breath, you're like giving some spiritual lifelong advice (laughs) that I can remember for ages. And I'm like, you know what Charlemagne said? And then I'm like, you're such a complex person. That's probably why you know you're a deep thinker, and it's easy to get anxiety when you think a lot. Because that happens to me. I can think myself into like a panic attack if I think too long, you know. And I'm sure the same happens to you. Yeah, I mean, life is comp. Well, life isn't as complex as we make it. But when you are truly dealing with the whole totality mm-hmm. of you as a human being, and especially living in the world that we live in, like for me, I, I'm, I'm hip hop, and then um, you know, I, I love spiritual leaders too. Like mm-hmm. I really genuinely do, yeah, yeah. and I think that's because my, you know, growing up, my mom was a Jehovah Witness, my grandmother was a Baptist, right, right. Mm-hmm. my father was a witness, but then my father studied Islam. And my mother was an English teacher, and my mother would always tell me, read things that don't pertain to you. So not only would I be picking up the Source and XXL, but I'd be picking up Judy Bloom books and Beverly Clearly books, you mm-hmm. know? And then my father was giving me autobiography of Malcolm X, but then I was also in the comic books, and I was mm-hmm. in the sports. So I was really into all of these things mm-hmm. in a real, genuine way. And yeah. I think that that's the same thing now. So it's right. just like, yeah, it does seem like I go in and out of so many different like, worlds, mm-hmm. but that is genuinely who I am. Like, I think humans are complex, don't you Yeah, think? everybody. Like, well, some people are not. Some people are pretty simple, but I feel like that's true. the smart, the more intellect you have, the more complex you are, and then like, the only smart people have anxiety. I don't think that anybody who's like super simple can have anxiety, because they don't think that deep. So Ooh. I think- Yeah, they sleep well. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, sometimes I said to her once, I was like, yo, I wish I was a little bit stupider, because I think I, my life would be more peaceful. I wouldn't think this hard. And she's like, you don't want that. <laughs> Well, that's what they say. They say, uh, that's why they say ignorance is bliss, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. There I you go. agree with you that. You know, like, mm-hmm. ig- ig- ignorance is bliss because these people really, dead too, you know, dumb to have <laughs> yeah. any worries. <laughs> they're too dumb to be sad. Yeah, bless like, their heart. Right? God bless them. You know what I mean? They, they just, and by the way, I think I've been like that before, though. I've been, I've, I have, I have definitely been a sociopath at some point in my life. Where you don't care about anything? I think I cared, but I was really embracing the I don't give a fuckness of life so much that mm-hmm. I did not care about mm-hmm. the feelings of other people. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is weird. Like, cause I've I've always been a person who genuinely wanted to treat people nice. Like that's just mm-hmm. my my grandmother instilled that in me a long time ago. Man is to take you where money won't. And I always yeah, believed in the law of attraction. You know what I mean? And I always believed that if you want to see how somebody's gonna eventually treat you, watch how they treat other people. So I always mm-hmm. try to just treat people good. But then it was also a part of me who just in my mind I was like, yo, fuck it, why are you worried about that? If it don't bother me, it shouldn't bother you. But you right. realize that everybody's not like you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So just because you may say something to me yeah. and it doesn't bother me, doesn't mean that I can say something to you and it won't bother you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like, I've, I've, I've learned how to have more empathy, definitely. Are you more careful now than with the years. things you say to people on like the Breakfast Club, for example? Cause sometimes, who did you make cry? I forgot who you, little, little mama. mama. Did yeah. you feel bad? Oh no. Um, yeah, you made her cry. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Yeah. No, you didn't. No, <laughs> no and yeah. <laughs> I didn't back then. Okay. But no. old when you get older and you look back, you're like, man, that was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, 
is like I always think. I'm just saying to the person what people are saying on social media. Like, oh, okay. Like this is like I'm the I'm the person. I'm just a Twitter nigga who gets to talk to the people. So in you're person. one of the trolls. You're the then. messenger. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, yeah. At, 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 yeah. At one point I was. So <laughs> so careful isn't the word. I think thoughtful. Okay, you're a little more aware. I'm definitely a little more. I'm definitely a lot more thoughtful. Yeah, because it's everything. I think everything you say and do, even in private and public, whatever, whether people know, it's a seed. So yes. if you believe in karma, then you have to be careful what you say and do to people, especially when you're like, like you said, you have daughters. You're like, let me not be rude or crazy because this can come back yes. and to haunt me in the and, other way. And, these, and we don't realize, I think that we're the first generation that's realizing how, how long these things stick around. <sighs> Yeah, with social media, you know? exactly. It all ties back to that. So it's, it's, it's things people pull up from 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. And, and they coming at mm -hmm. me about now, like, I'm like, I don't even, I don't, first of all, I don't even remember saying that. Yeah, you or even like text saying? messages, like screenshots. Oh my mm -hmm. God. I'm always careful whatever I type. Old tweets, like, you, mm -hmm. you see it happen to everybody, but I'm like, we were in a totally different time, yeah. a totally different era. Culture was different. It's mm -hmm. ways that we used to talk. It's things that we used to say. It's things mm -hmm. that we used to make jokes about that it's not acceptable now. But back then, it was fine. Like, I always say, like, imagine, imagine it was a highway 20 years ago, and mm -hmm. the speed limit on this highway was 70 miles per hour. Okay. So you're doing 70. Sometimes you do 75. Sometimes you do 80 because you know that's what you can get away with. Right. But then 20 years later, they've decided to reduce the speed limit to 55 because it was too many fatalities when it mm -hmm. was 70, too many accidents when it was 70. Mm -hmm. We just realized yeah. it wasn't good. It wasn't safe. So the speed limit's 55 now. Drive accordingly. So those of us who used to be doing 70 back in the day, we're doing 55 now because we don't want to kill nobody. You right. know what I'm saying? We don't want to be contributing to no accidents, we're, so we're doing 55. But imagine you go to your mailbox and you're getting speeding tickets. From years ago. From 20 years ago. Okay, that's such a good analogy, that's a Charlotte. Great you're great metaphor, at that. Yeah. That's really, yeah, it makes sense. You'd be like, now nah, this isn't right. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> you know this was ages ago. I was allowed to do this. I was allowed yeah. to do it. Now, was it ever, when it comes to social media, was it ever right, the things that we were saying? No, yeah. it was never right. Mm -hmm. But but our eyes just weren't open. Our eyes weren't open, mm -hmm. and culture evo culture ev evolves. It's supposed mm -hmm. to, yeah. right. you know. That's why I'm not mad at the Me Too era or the Times Up era. Like it yeah. really made men mm -hmm. change our culture. Like I grew up in a culture of misogyny. Yeah. I grew up in a culture of chauvinism. I grew up with Snoop Dogg saying "bitches ain't shit" with holes and tricks. <laughs> what did you expect a young impressionable kid right. like me to learn? And this is a, it's a whole generation of men who grew up like that. We grew up on movies like Porky's. I didn't watch that, but yeah. I'm assuming it's oh, that's similar. Probably, that's before that well, time. even if you watch... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm assuming If you watch movies from like a decade ago, like I was watching Confessions of a Shopaholic two mm -hmm. nights ago, and it, it was made in 2009. And the girl, she gets hired by a guy, and they fall in love with her boss. And I'm like, that would never... That would never be a thing with yeah. a, a woman in a workplace falling in love with her boss Because it's a the Me Too movie? Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, I mean, think about a movie like Belly. You know what, Charlie? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, really you've never seen Belly <laughs> with DMX and Nas. No. Oh my God! When DMX DMX had a girlfriend, and then the, another girl called his girlfriend, and mm. she's like, "Yo, you fucking you fucking him?" And the girl goes, "No, I'm only 16, but <gasps> I did suck his dick the night before." Last. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, I haven't seen that. Yes. I mean, th all right, all right. Back to the Future. I know you've seen Back to the back Future. To okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a clear sexual assault scene in Back to the Future. Which one? When right before George McFly yeah. punches Biff, Biff pulls Marty out the car, 
and jumps in with the, or pulls George out the car, mm-hmm. jumps in with the mother, oh. and he's trying to sexually assault her in the front seat. I don't. <laughs> you don't remember that? Slightly. That's what, but I'm just saying, like, it was all of those. Right, or like the Family Feud host that used to kiss the um, the women on the family. Remember what was the white Family Feud host? like from ages? Yeah, he used to, like, kiss the um, women. Like, if Steve Harvey were to try that now, it would be oh, a rap. He'd lose his job. Oh, it'd be a rap. It's like, it'd be over for him. But I'm saying all that to say men had to start questioning mm-hmm. the things that we did back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, that were that were considered normal right. back then, but now they're not. And, I, and that's why I remember... When Teen Vogue had the whole, you know, uh, rape culture thing. We heard that term, like, what is rape, rape culture? culture? Yeah. And then we started exploring what is rape culture. Right, right. And when you start exploring what is rape culture and finding out what is rape culture, you got to start being honest with yourself as a man and say, man. That was kind of rapey. Uh, yeah. I've yeah. contributed to that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I was reading Howard Stern's new book, um, uh, Come Again. Mm-hmm. The whole first chapter is literally, a, is like, he's got parts about that. Well, he talks about all the old stuff that he used to do mm-hmm. and, you know, all the old stuff he used to say and how it was creepy and, you yeah. know, disgusting and this and that. And this is a guy who's a multi-multi-millionaire who's not even under attack. Nobody's coming right. at him for the old stuff he right. said, but he's just acknowledging yeah. that he was wrong. And I was like, yo, that's so dope. As he should. Do you think Bill Cosby thought he was wrong then? Or do you think that he, he thought, like... By drugging girls? Yeah, did he think he was wrong or did mm-hmm. he think, like, they want to sleep with me anyway, I'm Bill Cosby. Like, that's may it. as well... You know? That's Ugh. a great question because I talk about that like when it comes to the rappers now. Yeah, when you got all these rappers that are doing Molly's, and oh, yeah. Percocets, and alcohol, and all of this other stuff. I know that that same type of behavior is probably going on yeah. right now. Like you're hanging out with a girl, you, you just give her a you're doing song. the quaaludes, you're doing the alcohol, mm-hmm. and you think that that is what's supposed to happen. So I I don't know. I pray he probably didn't think he was wrong because that was the area he came up. Yeah, in. he's probably thinking like you know how like this the song feature has like Zanny family. He's like ten exotic broads and I got him some, whatever they. He's giving them Xanaxes. <coughs> well, he was doing Quaaludes. What's that? Quaaludes is like the. I didn't know what Quaaludes was till I saw Wolf of Wall Street. I don't and know so what that I, is. You didn't see Wolf of Wall Street? No, no, I know what that is. I don't know oh. what Quaaludes. Are. <laughs> Remember when Leonardo DiCaprio did the Quaaludes and Wolf of Wall Street? And he it's could- like a prescription drug that used oh. to be popular, but they stopped making them. Like, oh. they're they're completely illegal. And that's what Bill Cosby was giving. Okay, so yeah. it was a painkiller? It, it's more of like a hallucinogen, I think. Um, Damn, that was prescribed? I just saw it from Wolf of Wall Street. I'm scared to do hallucinogens. Who knows what I'll see? Because, like, you would probably be terrible on them, too. Have you done? Nah, I've never done any hallucinogenic drugs. I, I hallucinated once when I smoked weed. <laughs> What'd you see? I saw myself. I saw Shut myself. Up. Oh my you were God. just looking I, in the mirror. <laughs> no, no. I was driving. Well, actually, I was with Wax. This was years. had to be like 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And it was my birthday. I might have been like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And I didn't smoke because I was on probation. And I had got off probation. I think I was still on probation. But I wasn't smoking. So he made me. He, he didn't make me. But we smoked the blunt. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I remember smoking. And then they left. They didn't leave. But they like went downstairs. So I remember sitting in this room. By myself, <laughs> and I just had a, ooh, a super panic attack, right? I'm okay. like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I gotta go. I gotta, <laughs> so I grabbed my keys, and I got in the car, and I'm driving. And I looked to my right in the passenger seat, and I saw myself. What were you doing? With, I was sitting there looking at myself like this. <laughs> that is hilarious. And I told myself, I said, slow down. The, the passenger seat. The passenger seat me told me driving to slow down. So I look at the speedometer, I'm only doing like 50, right? <laughs> so, so then I, me, me in the passenger seat goes, 
go faster before the police pull you that over. That was your guardian angel. That wasn't that wasn't you. That was just you seeing into like the spirit realm and you were the senior guardian angel. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I know when I got out, when I finally did uh -huh. get to my apartment and I parked, I went to the passenger seat and opened the door and started beating on the headrest. Because <gasps> like, you, you beat yourself I'm up. To beat myself up. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, but that's what happened. <laughs> so I mean that's the only time I think I've like That was laced with like rat poison or something. It might nah, it might have been. It was laced. Or was it, I was just I was just me having a really bad panic attack and anxiety yeah. attack. I've heard of people hallucinating when they've had anxiety panic attacks though. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not I've never hallucinated. I don't know if I've had like a true panic attack, but I've had like really bad anxiety at some points mm -hmm. where I'm just like, okay, well, these thoughts obviously are just like bullshit, but you can't stop them, but I've never seen anything like in front of me. That must be like a severe thing where you need to go to the hospital. I've had that. I've had I've had uh, experiences where I've had a panic attack and thought some, something was chasing me down a dirt road. And my homeboy, uh, Scrap, God bless the dead, he dropped me off one night. It was like 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I was high. And I was smoking hash that night. I'm not even going to lie. So mm -hmm. I, was, I was like high, like, like super, super high. high. But I was having a panic attack and I was walking down my dirt road and something told me to start walking faster. So I started walking faster. <laughs> then something told me to start jogging. So I started jogging. So something told me to haul ass. So... <laughs> As I'm hauling ass, I look back and I see these little footprints coming after me in the ground. I'm like, oh shit. So I'm taking off. And right when I jump into my mom's yard, I feel something grab me on my shoulder. And I just scream and I just throw my arms back like this. And I feel like I hit something. And then I go beating on my mom's door. And my sister answers the door. She's like, what's wrong with you? You look acting like you saw a ghost. And I said, I think I did. Did you? What was it? Was it nobody? Oh, I don't was know. Was it a dog or something? It wasn't nothing. <laughs> but you felt it. Hey, your mind. I really think your mind can play tricks on you in that way. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do I believe in the supernatural. I do believe in ghosts, you know. Yeah. But I, I just think that was another extreme panic attack, and I was on hash. Have you ever seen a ghost? I think so. What? I think I saw, I could have saw a ghost that night. I think I saw a ghost, um, uh, I, was, I was riding my bike down this road called mm -hmm. Old Whitesville Road in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Monk's and Corner. I saw this, uh, like, purplish light way down the road and I'm like, man, what's that? And then the purplish light, it started, it was a light, but then it was like a, like a little flame, like somebody was smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, mm -hmm. am I tripping? Maybe, so much, maybe somebody got some LA gears on or something, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, whatever. Yeah. And then so I smelt the smoke again. And when I smelt the smoke again, it was closer. And then when I looked, it was just a figure standing there smoking a cigarette. And Were I, you high? No, nah, I wasn't even hiding. I was, I was actually on my way to go get high. Because okay. Old Whitesville Road is like where we used to sell dope ass, smoke weed, all that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace to my man, Jarrell. So when I passed the dude, I said, yo, what's up, man? And he, he didn't say nothing back. Now, mind you, we're from a town that's super small, so mm -hmm. like everybody kind of knows each other. Like You don't see strangers and stuff walking down the road. It's mm -hmm. not like New York where you walk past people all the time and yeah. don't see them. So I just kept riding my bike, and when I, I look back, that same purple light I saw was coming, but it was like doing like this. Maybe it was an alien. I don't know what the fuck it was. But it did it have a face? He said it was a guy. He said it was, it was a, figure. a figure. Yeah, a figure. yeah, that's a good question. I'm like, I don't remember seeing a face. It was a, it was just a figure of a person. They were smoking a cigarette. That's so weird. That's happened to me too, though. Where I used to see like a really tall, like six foot six shadow, like man shadow in my house, and I thought it was tripping all the time. I would look, and then it wouldn't be there. Then I would see it again, and it wouldn't be there. And I was here. Like, no, not here. Oh. Like in my uh, my old apartment, like years ago. And then I asked my ex, who I used to live with at the time, I'm like, this is so weird. I keep seeing like a six foot six like man figure. He's like, me too. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we're like, let's go talk to the neighbors. We go downstairs. We knock on the neighbor's door. And we're like, hey, we've been seeing like, I don't know if it's a ghost or a spirit or whatever, but um, 
have have you seen it? Like, did something happen in this building at some point? And he goes, oh, that's so-and-so. I talk to him all the time. He's on the ceiling right now. Oh, my God. And I was like, God. can you stop talking to him? That's why he's in the house. Really? Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. I talk to him all the time. And then he's like, he's on the ceiling. It's a spirit? Yeah, he said it was a spirit that, wow. that he communicates with all the time. I'm like, that's demonic. We stayed in a hotel in Milwaukee. Uh, this is when we shot Catfish, me and Wax. And I was, um, I was asleep. And I kept seeing this big shadowy figure standing over me, mm-hmm. looking like it had a gun, right? I'm, and and then I was like, "Yo, I'm like," and, and then I was watching the like, I was watching the wall, and then I'm like, "Man, these trees are really active tonight, <laughs> right?" So, so I, just went, I was like, "Man, I'm going to sleep." So I went to sleep, and then uh, I went down to the lobby, mm-hmm. and Wax was telling this story about some uh, one of the maids came and knocked on his door. Mm-hmm. And the maids came into his room, and he was like, "It's weird. The maid is here so late." And he was like, "The maid was um was, was talking to him and telling him about the the the, the room being haunted or something like." Oh, I, I, I forgot what the, the maid was a ghost. Oh, Wax, exactly. Wax can tell you the story better than me. So when we got downstairs, the lady at the lobby was like, uh, "How are y'all?" And I was like, "We good." And she was like, "Anything interesting happened last night?" And I'm like. No, and then Wax started telling her the story, and so she was like, "Oh, she visited you." Stop and it! I'm oh, serious. I'm dead it. serious. Yo. I'm dead serious. And then no. I told the lady in Milwaukee, I was like, "Yeah, I was like, um, it's weird." I said, "I said I did see a shadow. It looked like somebody was holding a gun." And she was like, "Yeah, somebody got killed in that room. Somebody got shot in that room. I, I forgot how long ago she said, but she said somebody got shot in that room. It was a fight." And I'm like, "Wow." Charlemagne, stop. So the, I'm the dead maid, serious. the maid wasn't a person. It was just the maid wasn't a person. But she sp- she came into the room and spoke to Wax. Yes, and she and Wax. This is why I don't believe the story totally because Wax said that the lady showed him a phone, and the lady was showing him a phone of drawers opening and closing on their own, like drawers in different mm-hmm. hotel rooms opening what? and closing on their own. Did he but, dream it? No, I know. Why would he lie? Why would Wax lie? About yeah, that? he don't got no reason to lie. And the lady downstairs said, "Oh, she visited you." Oh she, no. She, she said that to him. Well, um, Maybe it was the ghost visiting him in his dreams. It's possible. I listen. I believe in ghosts. I believe. I believe that supernatural and like the natural world kind yeah. of like enter whatever. All the time. I, we're probably surrounded right now. Yeah. There's like I feel like a spiritual warfare. There's like demonic forces and like angelic forces around us all the time. And I feel, believe we all have like a guardian angel. So like everyone in this room's guardian angels like here. But there's also like things that are coming against us that they're like shielding us from. I don't think we could handle seeing that. You ever talk to mediums? No, no. I don't. I don't do that. Well, I've I've had mediums just run up on me randomly. I had that once, but what happened? They, they just, they'll just run up on me and tell me, like, yo, you have so many guides around you. Like, they was Aww. like, yo, you have so many uh, nice. guides around you that are protecting you. Yeah, I feel and like you have a lot of guardian your angels. Your aura is probably, they can see it. That's, that's, I, get, I get told that all the time. From, I've, from I've been told meetings. that on the street a couple of times. Like, this woman, like, flipped out, and she's like, I need to meet you. What? Your aura is amazing. And yeah, I was like, like, are you trying to sell me something? She's like, no, I, I have to go, but I just... Eh, <laughs> no, for real. I was like, okay. I think, I think um, like the higher you're calling, the more like angelic assistance you need. And I think your purpose is so big, and it's just like not even been revealed yet. It's like happening slowly in your life, and that's why you have like all that help. I feel like some people have like maybe one guardian angel. This is just my my projection, but I feel like in different seasons of our life, we have more than one. Like when you're going through something really tough, or like you know someone in the family sick. But I feel like you have so much assistance because like your calling is so huge. And like you need to make it to the end of your life. Like there's no way that you're gonna be able to leave early. I keep hearing that. 
That's that's actually what a medium told me a long, long time wow, ago. Wow, that's funny. Wow. Then I, that's then maybe I just confirmed it. I don't think I'm. I I do have like prophetic words sometimes for people where <laughs> no. they're like, "How do you know?" Or you were right about that. But I feel like I keep your purpose that. is. I keep hearing massive. that. I like, keep hearing that exact, exactly yeah. what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> your purpose is massive, and that that medium told me years ago. The medium said, "You know, um, you you you're here." She was like, I don't. She was like, I don't know what you do, but you're here to deliver a message. No, she. He said, when you get to where you're supposed to be, you're just here to deliver a message. Yeah, just, and that's why I that. feel like so much has happened to you where you could have died, but like it just God wasn't gonna allow that to happen because without you, like a lot of things are not gonna come into play. And I feel like maybe you don't realize that you're like such a big part, like a moving part in a pond. But it's definitely that because I get that feeling from you too. Like I have spiritual discernment, and I know that that has to be what it is. Because has it happened to you where you're just like, how did I like make it this far? Because you've, you've said RIP to like a few of your friends just in yeah. this podcast. Like you're from a small town in South Carolina and here you are living this life and you made it this far. So you know what I mean? My, my, my homeboy who got shot and killed, Jarrell Garnett, he stopped me from getting shot once. Because I was sitting in the backseat of this car and he was on the outside of the car and this dude cocked the gun and put the gun in the back seat because he was going to shoot me because I punched his cousin in the face. Oh, my God. And this was, I punched his cousin in the face a couple weeks prior. And Jarrell was on the outside of the car, so he mm. pushed the dude. Like, yo, what you doing? And, I mean, it was cool. And they had so much respect for him that yeah. they was like, all right, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, things like that. But he ended up getting shot and killed, like, a couple years ago. And, I mean, it's just like, yeah, I've been in situations. Like, I remember uh, I got into a car accident once. I was driving my... um mom's lumina caravan mm-hmm. and i was pissy drunk and i had already driven if you if you know anything about south carolina i had already driven from monk's corner mm-hmm. to north charleston mm-hmm. pissy drunk went to my man's house he wasn't home because i was gonna crash there and i was like well f it so i was dropping this young lady off and so i was i, I drove i said i'm gonna drive back home i drove back home mm-hmm. made it home god let me get all the way home so i'm in my mom's house i'm asleep uh i start getting pages you know like yo the, the block is jumping. Like you know, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go make some money. So I got in the truck, mm-hmm. drove. As I'm driving there, the Lumina Caravan runs off the road. I go up this hill. Car flies, van flies in the air, and it hits a tree, and it hits a tree like this. So this is the underneath, this is the carriage of the Okay. The, and it hits it like that, and it wraps around the tree. Oh, wow. my Airbag God. and everything comes out. I fly out the back window. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I go to this house, and I knock on the door. This guy comes to the door, and it's like he looks through me. And he goes, oh, my God, somebody's out there dead. <gasps> right? Because he's just looking at the truck. Oh. So he comes running out the house, and he's mm. like, yeah, they like, yo, where's the body? And I'm like, yo, I'm right here. Nobody's <laughs> noticing me or nothing. So I just sit in this ditch, and I'm like, y'all must be dead. Oh, you thought you were a ghost. Yes. I, I was like, I'm like, y'all must be dead. Like, and so they're all looking in the van, and then like 15, 20 minutes later, my mom lives literally right up the street. Yeah. So she pulls up. She's the first person to notice me. She's like, oh, he's right there. Yeah. And then when the police came, the police said the only reason they did not take me to jail mm-hmm. is because they had never seen somebody survive a crash like that yeah. and live. And they said the reason I survived was because I was pissy drunk. And Your body I did, was... Yes, and because I didn't have a seatbelt on. So being that I was pissy drunk, the impact didn't kill me. Yeah. And being that I didn't have a seatbelt, I didn't get crushed in the van because I flew out the back. Only God can arrange oh that. Oh my God. Yeah, and you don't and you don't realize that till later on in life. Mm-hmm. You know, later on in life, you're like, man, I must be here for a reason. Yeah, because people people end up dead for less. Yeah. You know, falling into the tracks by accident on the train or whatever, like anything. Yeah, absolutely. That is a crazy story. So you literally thought you were a ghost. 
Oh, I thought I was a ghost. I was, <laughs> I was literally sitting in the ditch like, yo, I must be dead. Because the guy came to the door. I was standing right there. It was like he looked right through me at the van, didn't acknowledge me, didn't pay me any attention, nothing. Then other people came out the house. None of them saw me. The yeah. first person to see me was my mother. Like, I was just sitting in the ditch right there. Because she knew that was her car, and then, like, you were there, and then she, everyone was, Absolutely. like, focused on the car. She pulled up screaming. Oh my God! Of you know course. what I'm saying? And my pop pulled up like when my pop finally pulled up, like oh my God! Like like like, but I'm I was there. Are your parents still around? Are they still? Yeah, around? yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, amazing. My pops and my mom. My pops, uh, I love my pops. I had a uh, that that was one of the things that in therapy, it made me like I, 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 I therapy made me hate my father for a little while. Okay, because it's part of the healing process. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize that it was a lot of things he did when I was younger mm -hmm. that I was still mad at him about, mm -hmm. you know, um, in particular, him leaving my mom for another woman, you know, only because his, you know, his other, his new wife mm -hmm. has grandkids, uh -huh. but he has grandkids. I got three kids. My little brother got a kid. You know, my, my other little brother got a kid. My mm -hmm. oldest sister got a, a kid. So he's got his own grandkids, but he was treating that woman's grandkids better than yours yes mm -hmm. you know and that like I, to me that was the that was the thing that set me off mm -hmm. but it was the fact that I hadn't even had dealt with all the other reasons I was upset with him yeah throughout you know the years but then he told me like you know once he read my second book shook one which is about anxiety and therapy and stuff and mental health issues he told me uh Thanksgiving of last year he said mm -hmm. Yo, man, I was reading your book. Well, two things happened. My cousin killed herself. Oh, my God. I didn't know Terrible. him, though. Was a okay. He's like 26, so I, I was out and about living mm -hmm. my life. I didn't know him. My father knew him. He used to work for my father. So my cousin had tried to kill himself four times this past Thanksgiving. He finally made it happen. You know, he, over, he tried to take overdose on pills once. Didn't work. He cut his wrist once. Didn't work. Shot himself in the stomach once. Didn't work. This time he shot himself in the mouth. It worked. So God bless the dead. So when that happened, and then my father said he, you know, he was reading my book, that made him have a conversation with me, and he told me about how he was suicidal, you know, thirty something years ago. And think yeah. about all the things that, as an adult, you're unpacking and you're unlearning yeah. about yourself. Mm -hmm. Imagine what they went through. They didn't even get the opportunity to do that. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, you got to be patient with your parents, simply because they yeah. didn't get the same opportunities to heal that 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 we have. Right now, and then the older you get, you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> no wonder you have, you have like a short fuse. Like even me, I'm just like, oh, I now I know why my mom used to freak out when I told her to make a stop after work because after work you just want to go home. And you're like, no, like I understand it now. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna do. I get it. Yeah, I mean, even with kids, it's like, yo, I I I tried to beat my daughter twice, like spankings. I can't do it. <laughs> no, especially not to a daughter. You no. feel bad. Oh, I'm like, so so in my mind, I'm like, yo, how much did my parents hate me? No, no. That it was so easy for them to hit It was me. a different world it's, then, It's though. cultural, too. My, 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 my wife will do it, but I can't do it. Oh, no, especially because, yeah, you're a man, and then your, your, your daughters look at you like, oh, it's that. Yeah, like I can't. I tried to do it when my daughter was, like, three. Oh, no. Because she said, like, fuck. But it's out of the three, oh, like, she heard that somewhere, and she repeats, she don't even know what that means. She doesn't know what it means. You know? So it's like, yeah. what's the point of even, like, doing that? So I, I, it just, it honestly made me feel stupid. Yeah. And you know how when your parents say this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you, yeah. You like that's I genuinely felt that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I felt that so much, it's like I'm not doing that again. It's not worth it. I'd rather have a conversation with her. When she's three. You don't say fuck. Yeah. That's all. You yeah. know what I mean? My my wife knows I'm a pushover. 
Uh-huh. Like, especially to my girls. I can't tell my little girls no. Uh-huh. Like, they, they are the most spoiled. That's good, though. That's good. I it is. Like- but then I find myself calling my 10 year I'm like, stop being ungrateful. You're acting very ungrateful right now. Stop thinking about just yourself. But the bar's so high now. The, their boyfriends in the future are going to have to be great because you're making, like, little high-maintenance... Not high maintenance monsters, but like you're setting the bar high for like the future boyfriends. Yeah, so I make feel sure. like girls that grow up with good daddy relationships usually have like healthy relationships. Yeah, I don't mind that though. Like I don't, I don't, I want, I want uh, my my daughters to grow up to be the type of young ladies mm-hmm. that they aren't impressed by nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, they got their own. Yeah. And number two, they've they've done it all. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing a man can do. Other right. than be Respect a good man, that's it. Well. Respect yeah. her, treat her well. That's what's gonna intrigue her in the future. It won't be any things. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you're a, like a big supporter of Cardi B. Yes. Do you let your daughters like would be a fan of her or look up to her or anything? Like yeah. I know it's a controversial thing because like, everyone's like, oh, Cardi B, she's a bad example, but I know you love her. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially, so, if, especially if you listen to what she, if you listen to what Cardi is actually saying. Mm-hmm. That's actually what made me gravitate towards Cardi mm-hmm. back in the day. Six, seven years ago when Cardi used to be on Instagram, Cardi B used to be putting I'm not, she wasn't even putting the medicine in the candy. She was just giving you straight medicine in a raw way. Meaning that the first video I saw of Cardi was like, yo, I was like, oh, I fuck with her. She did this video mm-hmm. where she was talking about uh, the cost of living in New York City. Mm-hmm. And she was just breaking down how, all of, how much all of these bills cost and transportation and all of this other stuff. And she was like, how can you pay for all of that with $250 a week working a minimum wage right. job? So she said, if you don't want to have to be like me, Scripping, mm-hmm. um, th- I think she said. Uh, uh, she said, if, if you don't want to be like me, scripping, I'll be like one of these girls that's sucking dick and having sex for money. Stay your little fucking ass in school. <laughs> scaring everybody, scaring all the kids. But I was, yeah, I was like, wow, like that is a message. Mm-hmm. I would let my daughter hear because it's yeah. the it's the harsh truth, mm-hmm. and it's coming from somebody who actually is out there and stripping. lived it. Yeah. yeah, at the time she was scripping and she knew like. This ain't the lifestyle I want mm-hmm. for myself. And yeah. she really broke it down in a very digestible way. So, yeah, I would let her hear certain messages from Cardi. Yeah, no, I'm just asking because, you know, you're, like, very specific about what your daughters can take in. And then Cardi B's, like, getting all this shit all the time. Like, oh, you're a bad example. She's like, well, be a good example to your kids then. Tell them not to look at me. So yeah. Just, yeah. We got to start. We got to stop acting like women are, are monolithic. We got to stop acting like any group. Mm-hmm. Is monolithic. Like you can have various, you know, th- types of of women, and and honestly, you can learn something from all of them. You know, yeah. you can learn what not to do sometimes, mm-hmm. and you can learn what to do. Right. You know, I'm the type of person. I feel like you can learn from a crackhead if you actually pay attention. Like mm-hmm. everybody has lived, you know, some type of experiences that you haven't, and they got some gems to share with you right, in, right, right. in some type of way. You know, yeah, so, so it's true. like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop her from listening to Cardi. I hate when people do things like that, period, when it comes to any of the entertainers. Because mm-hmm. number one, they, they are entertainers, you mm-hmm. know. But number two, it's so many different variations of entertainers out here. Mm-hmm. You got, yeah, there's so many, yeah. Especially with black women, you got, you, you yes, you got your Ava DuVernay's. You got your Issa Rae's. You got your Lena Waves, your Taraji's. You got your Tiffany Haddish's. You got your, your Cardi's, you know what I mean? Like, she's, like you got all of these different type of... Of women, you got your Oprahs, your Michelle Obama, like yeah. it's all types of different women that you mm-hmm. can look to and, and and look up to. So like we we put ourselves in a box sometimes just by yeah. acting like we're one way. Yeah, that's true.
We want to play some games. Let's Two do games. it. Let's play some games. Yeah. Word association, Lisa. Okay, we're going to play word association game. <laughs> okay. I say a word, you say the first word that comes to mind. All right. Okay. Kardashian. Kim. Instagram. Sucks. Florida. Crazy. Fuzzy. Teddy bears. Britney Spears. Lame. Lip projections. Lame. <laughs> Britney Spears is lame. <laughs> You think she's just corny? Britney Spears, is, uh, her music is lame. She's not lame as a person because I know yeah. that she's gone. She's First of all, it's shit. very difficult to be Britney Spears or be any yeah. of those superstars. She's like a living legend, I think. She is. Yeah. So it's very hard to like start as young as she did and, mm -hmm. and maintain her yeah. sanity. But when, when I said lame, all I kept... You like, oh, baby, baby. Yeah. Oh, and my when God. You, and, you and, sound like her. Yes. <laughs> and when you said her name, I saw her dancing. Yeah. So when I said lame, it was in reference to her dance moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or her yeah. videos on Instagram that she does. Do you do you follow her? No. Why she like tries on dresses and she does like this runway walk down her yeah, halls you... of her big house. Oh god. Yeah, like she's <laughs> she's going through it though. I think she's been going through it for like a decade and a half. Yeah. She can't help it. Like look, she yeah. was one of the biggest superstars mm -hmm. in the world. That has to take a toll on you. Of course. At some point. But let's be thankful she's not like gone down the Michael Jackson route. If you, I don't know if you guys give her some time. Yeah. Oh my God! I hope not. <laughs> Don't say that. I that makes Michael me wonder. Innocent. What? Yes, I do. I definitely think Michael's innocent. You think he was innocent? I think what? Michael was completely. Did you watch innocent. the documentary? Yes. Explain your reasoning. I don't think that we have any reason to believe two guys who perjured themselves on a stand and lied and said Michael never did anything to them. Mm -hmm. to begin with like and they've said that more than once they said that when they were really young kids they said that in their 20s mm -hmm. but now you fast forward when they're you know the climate is different and it's a market for this there's a market for it that's so don't true. don't no. think don't think that those those two guys didn't get paid in some way shape or form. but there's proof what's the proof Did, wasn't there like a maid that walked in on them having sex and she came forward i, I mean she wasn't being paid i i heard that as well but i'm gonna tell you something i feel like and I don't believe in conspiracy theories. There were there were like that. pictures of the kids naked. I thought. No. I didn't watch the documentary, so I can't comment. But I think that if, if he got investigated by the FBI for 17 years, that's crazy. He was 17. also Michael Jackson. You have to think about that. There's but just the FBI. Yeah, the F. Yeah, that's true. You, you're, so you're saying if you're investigated for 17 years, then surely there is going to they be. They didn't find. They said they found porn on his computer, but it was like regular. Oh, like big deal. Adult porn. Like, yeah. They've 17 years and they don't find anything. That's kind of crazy to me. Like 17 years. And not one thing. Not one. Like, I mean, Concrete not, thing. Not one little boy penis, not no inappropriate phone yeah. conversation. 17 years? I don't know. And I think Michael really was a powerful person, meaning that... He was a target. Michael owned, like, what they say, 75% of all publishing? Because he, mm -hmm. did a, he mm -hmm. bought the Beatles catalog, and then he did That's this crazy. deal... With, with Sony, to where mm -hmm. Sony gave, gave them like 50, 60% of all publishing. So whenever you see ATV, that's Michael Jackson. So Michael, at one point, owned like Beyonce's publishing. Wow. What? Eminem's publishing at one point. And, but what he would do is he would get uh, the publishing from these older artists and give it back to them. Like he gave Little Aww. Richard back his publishing. He gave Slide and Family Stone back his mm -hmm. publishing. Like, that's too much power for, power for uh, uh, especially a black man. Mm-hmm. To have now, I don't believe in conspiracy theories when it comes to certain things, but that is one I truly believe. I believe that they had every reason to get Michael the fuck out of here. Now, was Michael a weirdo? Yeah, a little bit. Yes, mm -hmm. he was. A, he was an extreme weirdo. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But I don't think that a I don't think that a person who was actually molesting kids would do interviews where he would say 
what is wrong with sharing your bed with a child? And he always would say, I didn't sleep in the bed with the kids, though. I would sleep right. on the floor, and I'd let right. the kids have my bed. Like, he would... Do you believe that, though? This is why I... What you're saying makes sense know. to me, because if you look at R. Kelly, the FBI was not investigating him for 17 years and now everyone believes and all these people have come forward and there's like proof of it so oh, the F been guilty. oh yeah right right but yeah, like yeah. he wasn't being investigated by the fbi for 17 years and like all this stuff has come out and like all this proof and stuff but if michael was being investigated for 17 years and there's not one ounce of They'd concrete had proof him. then that does make sense that you would think that 17 years oh kelly is a totally different ball game though like i, I mean He's, i'm oh. I, I remember 1998 my, my barber, Divine, I lost, Luther Divine. He's not my barber no more, but back then he was. He was like, yo, you need to come to the barbershop. We got a goddamn R. Kelly sex tape. I was like, R. Kelly sex tape? Now, mind you, this is before it dropped. celebrity sex tapes were mm -hmm. a thing. Right. So to be a young kid in, you know, South Carolina, and you're seeing this, like, it was a thing. Like, oh, shit. It was like, the peeing one. But no, on the tape, there was like five or six different girls. What? Yeah, oh but God. it was only one that was one that I know of that was underage, right? Uh -huh. But even when you saw her in your mind, you didn't think, oh, she's underage. You're just mm -hmm. watching it, and you're like, yeah. man, that girl looked young. But you're not thinking anything of it. But then later on, it was, oh, Kelly likes to mess with 14-year-old mm -hmm. girls. And you're like, yo, that girl was mad young on that tape. So we all saw the tape. So we all, and plus, R. Kelly, he wrote a song for the 15-year-old girl he married, Aaliyah. 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 God bless the dead. The song was called AJ Number the Number. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm There's saying? There's so much proof there. There's so much stuff to back that up. He that called he himself the Pied Piper. That's scary to me. Like, the Pied Piper was a that. guy that used to perform music and lead kids out of a village never to be seen again. Like, yeah. So I, he's, he's been hiding in plain sight. You've yeah. been knew what it was with R. Kelly. I just think, I think Michael, I think, I don't think Michael was touching them little boys. I could be wrong. Yeah. I just don't think so. No, I think there would be more proof. But then again, maybe the, I have to watch the documentary and then like draw my conclusions. I never watched it. You're, you're not going to? Nah, I was on vacation. I was, we was Wait, at you never watched the documentary? Uh -uh. R. Kelly or Michael Jackson? Leaving Neverland. I never saw the R. Kelly one either, though. You need to just watch the documentary and then form an opinion. No. Everybody keeps telling me <laughs> you're that. You're like my mom. She won't, she won't accept it. But when you watch the documentary, there's like real, real proof. That will make you believe differently. But it's also a, a one-sided documentary, though. I hear you, but, like, this proof can't be, I mean... These guys lied before. And that's my other thing. Like, where are we going in America where people can get on the stand, mm -hmm. commit perjury, and then we believe them later? Like, and then what, you, you like, change your mind all of a sudden. Yeah, like, what, a, what about them? Even if, what, what about them is, 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 has integrity to make you say, you know what, I believe them now? Yeah. Like, they've lied twice before mm -hmm. and for what like to, so because you got to think about it back then if they were lying they were protecting right all the other kids that this was possibly happening to and how do you interview hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids yeah when only three of them ever said michael did something to him and one of them was a, the father was actually caught on tape saying they're going to believe anything we say so you need to pay up. Like that's all. Like all of that is out there too. Like you could do a whole other documentary as to why Michael didn't it's touch innocent. these kids, mm -hmm. and it would look just as it'd be like, wow, he he probably really didn't touch. It's like those a whole kids. court case, like just like both sides. But why are people coming for Michael now? He's gone because these people finally came forward because they were like in love with him. Imagine like it was almost like a relationship, like you with your boyfriend, uh, or well, you with your boyfriend, you with your wife, like you wouldn't want to sell that person out because it's like, it, it's not like a fling. It's like a true 
love that you have for that person and especially after they pass away but then it's finally like where you're like oh my god this is affecting my life like i they didn't admit like in the documentary you learned they didn't admit it to themselves Mm. and for the longest time until finally one day they're like oh my god i'm the victim of rape like i think that the documentary happened now because it's profitable to do those kind of mm -hmm. documentaries yeah like r kelly one after the success of surviving r kelly (laughs) <laughs> they wanted. Uh, listen, I, I've had I've had agents say to me verbatim, "What documentary can we do, like to survive in our Kelly doc?" You know, I know this is before HBO even put out the Michael Jackson. I know HBO's doing the Michael Jackson one, and I used to get so mad, and I'd be like, "Elvis, motherfucker, that's yeah, what you like can Elvis. do." You know what I'm saying? Go get some. Go go get Elvis. Elvis is. I bet y'all won't do that one. Like you know what I mean? Like like there's you can go get some of these. Yeah. Other celebrities that are way bigger. Yeah, yeah. And like Elvis was out here wilding. Marrying a he young married woman. married a Everything that they, those guys did, everything R. Kelly did and Michael Jackson did, allegedly, Elvis did. Married a 14-year-old girl. Ugh. Made statements saying he wouldn't date a girl over 15. Like What? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. You can, you can, it's, it's all Googleable. Do your Googles. You know <laughs> Google what I'm saying? research, yeah. But the, the only reason I feel like they did a documentary is because it was prof- profitable to do so. It's okay. capitalizing off the era that we're in right now. That's it. That makes sense. If there's a market for it, then everything's about money. It's crazy. Absolutely. And you know, when something doesn't make sense, it usually has to do with money. When I'm like, what is that? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, there's some money involved there. Ooh, I like that. If it, I'm going to start saying that. If it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't make sense, then it's probably got something to do with dollars. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Because sometimes you'll just like think about something and you're like, what? I don't understand. And you're like, there's definitely some like underlying like incent- like monetary incentive going on there for someone. Like, you ever had somebody try to explain something to you that don't make sense, and they just end up they, instead they'll just stop explaining and be like, "I'm getting paid for it, bro." And you yeah. be like, "Oh, okay." Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have one "Would you rather" question. Okay. So would you rather be Donald Trump's assistant or Tommy Lauren's makeup artist? Tommy Lauren's makeup artist. I knew you were gonna say that. Why? Because I, I don't I'm, I don't have anything to do with her. Policies. I don't have anything to do with her That's true. agenda. Mm-hmm. I don't even really have to talk to her. You know, what I'm Plus, saying? I'm you can fuck up her makeup all, every day. Yeah, and, I, and, <laughs> and 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 I'm just in there doing a service. Like she sits yes, down, yes. I say hello, I do her makeup, Keep she keeps it moving. Donald Trump's assistant. I'm 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 really complicit. Yeah, with 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 his with the BS that he's doing. What if you had to be her co-host versus his assistant? Nah, they tried to make that happen. Before. Are you serious? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, how could they think you would say yes to that? Um, Ratings. Yeah, I don't think they thought I would say yes. It was after, because uh, I didn't know who Tommy Lauren was mm-hmm. um, and, until she went in on Beyonce oh, okay. and the Black Panthers. And then, like, everybody on Twitter was hitting me up, like, yo, you got to give this Tommy Lauren girl Donkey Day. I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. And so when I went and heard what she said, I'm like, oh, she's all the way off base when it comes to her critique of, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, mm-hmm. but most importantly, the Black Panthers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was saying that the Black Panthers were basically like the KKK. And I'm like, that is so far from the truth. Like, She's so you know, annoying. She says some wild stuff. Yeah, but I just think she really didn't know, to be totally honest with you. So I went on her show. After I gave her a donkey today, they invited me to go on her show, so I did. And I went on her show, and I schooled her to who the Black Panthers was. I schooled her, you know, to what Beyonce was actually protesting, which wasn't, uh, you know, the police. She was the police, uh, protesting police brutality, uh-huh. you know? And it was cool after that, but like that, that was like a, a viral moment. So it was just like you had some executives at Viacom who thought that, you know, would me and her would make a good show because it's two totally opposite mm-hmm. people 
And this was about four, five, now I don't know how long ago, three years ago, four years ago. So this was like, you know, like the first take sort of, what's the show, Undisputed. Yeah. Like they thought yeah. it could be something like that yeah. from a political perspective. And um, she came to New York and she was supposed to come on Breakfast Club, but mm -hmm. then she went on Trevor Noah and it wasn't a good showing for her. So they mm -hmm. canceled her Breakfast Club interview, but we had to meet and schedule at Viacom. So I remember, I never forget, every woman in the building was like, Charlamagne, you better not say yes to this show. You no, better not no. do this show with Tommy. I'm like, I'm not going to do the show no, with Tommy. You would get know? dragged anyway for that. Exactly. But I, I mean, I, I'll entertain a conversation with anybody. Right, and plus, right. plus, I did want to meet her face to face because I wanted to know if she actually believed mm -hmm. the stuff she was saying or was she just doing it. To be viral. For be, to be viral. What do you think? I think she's just doing it to be viral. Really? You know, yeah, and I told her that in the room. I said, you know, I feel like, you know, I said, if you're really, if this is really who you are, mm -hmm. if this is authentically who you are, fine. You know, we can always agree to disagree. But if this isn't who you are, this plane is going to land. Yeah. But the wheel's not going to come out. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think we kind of, I think that don't last. No. You know, even though people still know her name and they still talk about her, I don't think it's, the same as it was a few years ago. And she's mm -hmm. on a bigger platform now. She's on Fox. But I think yeah. that people just don't take what she says seriously. Yeah. You know? Now, they still get mad at her, which I still think is the stupidest shit in the world, because I've said it over. She's trolling. She's trolling. It's like a yes. joke when I watch anything she says. It's a joke for me. I'm laughing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've said it she's... a million times. We, we uplift things with outrage. Mm-hmm. Instead of uplifting things with love. Like, yeah. And, I, you know, I don't even want to put Candace on in that, because I... I I actually hear some things Candace says sometimes, and I'm not going to front. I do agree with her often, you oh. know, not mm -hmm. often, but enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't think that she's one of the ones that's just trolling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think you got some people out there that are just trolling. I don't I don't necessarily think she's one of those. Do you think Logic was trolling you when he put you in the song? He's like, I don't make it whatever shit about the Breakfast Club because whatever. Yes, I definitely do. I mean, the name of the song is Clickbait. Oh, so he's, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, oh, there you go. Because I'm sitting there listening to the song, and I'm like, I never called you homophobic. Why would I call Logic homophobic? Yeah, where did that come from? Like, where, exactly, where would, where would, where, where would I call Logic homophobic, and why would I call Logic homophobic? He's never done anything that I've seen that's been And why would you homophobic. talk about him, no offense a lot? Like, why would you be talking about him? That's my, that's my other point. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I, first of all, Logic's been on The Breakfast Club before. Mm -hmm. We did have an awkward exchange once that the internet has manipulated because he was on air and he was randomly talking about his sister being raped. Mm -hmm. Like he just started talking about it, like which is a strange thing to just start talking about. Yeah. So I said to him, I said, well, who raped your sister? And so the internet, instead of, they took the context of him talking about it. So it starts off, the clip starts off with, who raped your sister? And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. So everybody's like, what kind of question is that to ask? So it looks like I just randomly. It looks like you brought it up. Absolutely. Uh -huh. So so that was awkward, you know, and I can see him being upset at that maybe five years later. Right, right. But I never called him homophobic. Mm -hmm. Like, And he said that Charlemagne is shameless. So? But everyone knows that. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> That's not news. We all should be, we should all be yeah. shameless. Like, I'm shameless with anything that happens in my life. I'm shameless about going to therapy. I'm shameless about mm -hmm. being, you know, fucked up in the head sometimes. I'm shameless about a lot of things. Like, I don't have, I'm, I don't get embarrassed right. easily. So, like, I didn't understand 
it was very illogical of logic. To right. Yeah, it was very illogical of logic. Yeah. yeah. To, to do that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand any of it, but you know, I mean, listen, he had an album coming up, so I That's just it. chalked it up to, he just, he's just trying to sell records. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it worked for a day or so. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have found out about his album otherwise. Cause you posted the thing. And then Absolutely. He canceled that? all his press this week too. Cause of you? That's what I was told. He, he, uh, he's supposed to do press in New York all this week. Sammy he's supposed to do to, to, today's show. He's supposed to do Elvis Duran. He's doing Angie Martinez. He was doing uh, Genius mm -hmm. with my man Rob Markman. What else was he doing? I don't know. He was doing a lot of different things in New York, but he canceled his whole press run. Wow. For New York, which I thought was stupid. And he was like, He just wants attention for canceling it now. He wants the feud to continue. Well, he didn't announce that. I just heard that oh. through the grapevine. Interesting. Yeah. Industry wow. is very small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got to be careful who you say things to. Absolutely. And about. And about. Yeah, that's true. It's better to not gossip. Yes. Well, thank you for coming. I seriously appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa and Camille. I wasn't sure you were going to have thank time for so us much. when I texted you. I was like, oh, he's probably too busy. I mean, you're the homie, Lisa. Like, yeah, no. Like, we, 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 we're friends. Like, no, you know, I, I, yeah, no, I, I told her. I was like, no, he's my friend. I think he's going to come on. And then, <laughs> and then you said, sure. And then I was happy. Yeah, I just had to make time for it. But, you know, yeah. I, like, I, I, I will always make time for my people, people. Like, right. we go, me and Lisa go back to Guy Code. Guy Code, MTV2. MTV2. 345 Hudson Street. 345 Hudson Street, Yo. baby. You know I can't believe that's like such a long time ago. 345 Hudson Street. Yeah. That was like, ugh. That was like seven years ago. Yes, 2012, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my, you know, least of my people. So that's, that's this is easy. Yeah, no, thank you for coming. Thank you, you for having it. me. I'm glad you like the pizza. I, I, one slice. More. Nope. No? Nope. I was in Disney World for the past five days. I was old oh. on all on a bunch of junk. Oh, okay, not, okay. I shouldn't have even ate that, but you know what? I did it, and I'm taking my fat ass to the gym as soon as I leave here. <laughs>